there's not enough like interaction. You, you know what I mean? Between all of us anymore. We have a podcast dedicated to the league. What more interaction do we need? Yeah, but I mean, how, how many listens do we get? I, I mean, outside of Germany. Guten Tag. <laughs> Guten. Those guys love us. That's right. Dumps Ellis, keeping the dribble alive, going to bank. Fink on the roll, able to break contain. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching and scoring. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. I am your host, the biggest Joe. Oh yeah, you are the biggest Joe I've ever met. Sitting alongside me is Mr. Fink, G-Funk. How are you doing today? I am doing amazing. I kind of consider pizza aside. Who doesn't? Uh, lots of people do not. <laughs> we are four weeks away from the start of the season, two weekends away from our Legacy League auction draft, everybody's favorite day of the year. Getting closer and closer, getting realer and realer. Have you done a mock draft yet? I have done one. The one we did together? Yes. <laughs> I know you so well. <sighs> You'll do a couple before we get started. I, I will. I, I like getting a lot closer to the actual draft day. Like that week leading up to it, that's when I really start to like put my rankings together and do mock drafts. Just because you get injuries, you know, preseason stuff's going on. I get confused. I got too much crap going on, man. I, I can't mock, you know, a month beforehand. Have you bought a magazine yet? No, I'm actually going to go magazine list for the first time ever this year. I was going to say, you always buy a magazine. I do, because, you know, they, they just, they, they've got other stuff in it that's not online necessarily. I'm not saying it's up to date. Yeah, I'm no. not saying it's the best thing, but you're always looking for that small edge. And if I know other people are not looking at a certain thing, then that's a spot where I could possibly gain an edge. Well, most likely your friends are not listening to this podcast, so you can oh. gain an edge by listening to us. There you go. I am in a, a couple random fantasy Facebook groups, and one of them had a guy posted, oh, we're just waiting a couple more weeks, then I'm going to go get a new magazine, get ready for the draft. Oh, dude. I had to tell him, uh, what are you waiting for? Those things printed in June. Yeah. That, that, that information does not update. There's this thing called the internet that is constantly updating. It's really cool. But I don't think I've bought a fantasy magazine in... 10 years yeah i really used to like them for like the offensive line rankings and stuff like that just <laughs> yeah right i mean I, you could see that yeah. you, you know online you really got to dig into it um to find some rankings that you actually like five years ago yeah it, it was a little tougher five years ago i used to have like four or five magazines left at the house after the draft last I, year there might have been one of them mine <laughs> there might have been one last year it's just fewer and fewer and uh Fewer and fewer people even bring their laptops nowadays between cell phones and obviously just print your own cheat sheet. That's the easiest way to do it. But yeah, there's so many apps now where you can just have your cheat sheet right on your phone. Makes it nice and easy. Over on the fantasygiant.com, I dropped my running back rankings last week. And actually uh, this morning, August 14th, Sunday, I dropped the wide receiver rankings are up there as well. So all my rankings are up for the year. You can take a look. Did you get a chance to look over my uh, terrible running back rankings? I did, and I don't think they're terrible, there but but I, I think they could use a little improvement. Oh, where so? I kind of like your, your top tier. Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Henry and McCaffrey were hurt last year, um, so that's questionable, but they, they've been top backs for a long time. There, there's no reason to not have them up there. Assuming they stay healthy, that's where they belong. Jonathan Taylor, young back, stud. I mean, he should be up there too. Um, then, jumping down, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Delvin Cook. That seems right to me. Um, Zeke, Chubb, Najee Harris, Youngback. Uh, Kamara's down there a little further. 
the the questionable one I kind of have is uh, Saquon. I I just I I really don't know what to do with him this year. I mean, you have him in your lead backs category, which technically is accurate. Um, but I I almost want to put him in the call your shot category. I just and this is coming from you know a, a, a former Saquon owner, right? Yes, and exactly. I think that's why it's coming from. I I don't believe I've ever owned him in a league where it, I had to invest, so I yeah. don't have that burned you know past where mm-hmm. you spent whatever it was 50 plus dollars uh, in the auction and then he played like three games and exactly i'm not surprised you like my cream of the crop since it is so small i feel like that's been one of your critiques is mm-hmm. my top tier has too many players i went back and looked at last year's rankings for a couple of positions i didn't want to go through it all i'm not that conceited but looking at my running back so last year i had Nine of my top 12 running backs finish as top 12 running backs. Hey, that's pretty darn that's, good. And considering I only missed out on uh, Christian McCaffrey, hmm. Derrick Henry, right, uh, Delvin Cook, oh, and Saquon. I actually had 13 running backs, but so nine out of 13 were in the top 12. Yeah. Uh, ones who I didn't have that were in the top 12, uh, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, completely missed on those Well, guys, I mean, but. James Conner had so many touchdowns. True. I also checked out my quarterback rankings from last year. And I had 13 quarterbacks in my top three tiers. 11 of those 13 quarterbacks were top 12. Very nice. Yeah, not bad. The only ones I missed out on, uh, I had Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson up there, and they were not top 12 quarterbacks last year. It's an anomaly. Uh, Kirk Cousins was. But I had him at 15, so I wasn't too far off. No, that seems about right for for him every year, because you're just not sure about him. He's right on that edge. Yeah, right on the edge, but he always seems to get 3,000-plus yards. No yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. All right, some news from around the league. Uh, did you hear Tom Brady's away from the team? I did. I, it was for personal reasons? They said they knew about it. Everyone's okay. Everyone's okay with it. Tom's a professional. He'll be back soon, and we'll be fine without him. But he, he just wants some time off? My theory, and I know a couple other guys speculated on this, when he retired back for those six weeks or whatever it was, they planned a family vacation. <laughs> He's taking PTO. And, you know, Giselle said we paid all this money. Because when Tom Brady takes a family vacation, they're not going to Disney World. No. No, they're going somewhere super expensive overseas yeah. that's thousands of dollars, private planes, all that. So she said, you're not missing this. Oh, maybe he's going on a safari. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Tom. That'd be cool. So he'll be back. Uh, looks like he'll only miss the preseason. There was some weird speculation the way they worded it about, we hope he's back for week one, but I don't think there's any way in hell Tom Brady's going to miss a regular season game. I would be amazed if he wasn't back. Uh, bad news for the Buccaneers, though. Russell Gage seems to be out for the year. Takes a blow to their potential wide receiver three or four there and uh, zach wilson got banged up first preseason game but he should be better than expected probably only gonna miss a couple of weeks to start the year how does that affect the wide receivers in new york uh because there were wide receivers who did much better last year when zach wilson was not playing so the wide receivers in new york elijah moore and garrett wilson yes are probably the only two worth drafting right and to me they're not worth drafting early enough that i'm even going to worry about it too much okay the investment you're going to give Elijah Moore with or without Zach Wilson and then Garrett Wilson, I think he's going to be a late round anyway, especially for redraft leagues. I'm not too excited about any Jets player, to be honest, outside of Brees Hall, and I have my questions about him. Yeah, I, I agree with you Where you're going to have to draft him. So you're saying Zach Wilson being hurt is interesting, but it, it doesn't really move the needle on anyone. Jets are going to suck with or without him. I mean, with Joe Flacco, they might even be better off. 
God, Joe Flacco. Ugh. And news out of New England, James White retired, who I always thought was a pretty underrated fantasy player. What were your thoughts on James White? You know, I, I never really had him in any leagues just because he was a Patriots running back, and I, I've got a thing against Patriots running backs. He was always one of those guys who I'd see on waivers, and I'd be like, oh, I think I should get him. And then for whatever reason, I, I'd go in a different direction, and he'd do great. It, you know, it, it was one of those deals, so... Yeah, he was always a nice spot start for you. Mm-hmm. He had 12 touchdowns in 2018. That was his best year ever. And in five of his six full seasons where he did not get injured, he had at least 50 receptions. Wow. That's, that's pretty nice. Yeah, good numbers for a running back. All right, let's jump into our quick three. three. You have a terrible theory. Two. You've seen the studies. One. You're a terrible reporter. Three. It's not difficult to do your research. You can't even read. One. Did you like it, though? Did you double tap? First tweet is wide receivers playing with their best quarterbacks. These are wide receivers who either changed teams and got an upgrade or their quarterback changed teams. You should be aware of these moves, especially if you're just opening and doing some mocks for the first time. Up there in Washington, Terry McLaurin is now with Carson Wentz. That's going to be his best quarterback he's played with. Allen Robinson finally gets a stud quarterback in Matt Stafford. I expect big things out of him with the Rams. Pittman gets Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. Obviously, Russell Wilson. Broncos country. Let's ride. Has got Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy in Denver. And Juju moves over to Kansas City, where he's potential wide receiver one for the best quarterback in the league. So which one of these wide receivers are you willing to invest in? I like most of them. So I'll tell you the one I would probably stay away from is Terry McLaurin. Out of those quarterbacks, I, I don't trust Carson Wentz the most. Um, I, I hope he can get back to where he was, you know, back when he was with the Eagles uh, before he got hurt. All the other quarterbacks I trust way more. Tweet number two comes from Antonio Brown. It's sincerely AB. And if you didn't get a chance to read this, I'll, <laughs> I'll read good. it to you. My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet, or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jet Stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what it was like for all of you to see something like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. That's Antonio Brown on his biggest regret. Now, apparently he didn't say this. Somebody hypothetically put this together and tweeted it. But then he then took that tweet and posted it himself. So that means he is saying it. I don't know. Antonio Brown wild wild career especially here at the end bigger all-time ego him or to antonio brown yeah does this tweet put it over the top uh, <laughs> no but it's icing on the cake uh, okay do we ever see him play ever again no anywhere no i mean to played last year in that fan controlled football league with oh, johnny manzel i forgot about that does antonio yeah. brown he'll, pop he'll, up like that yeah he'll play somewhere he loves the attention he loves oh, yeah. the spotlight we saw him at rolling loud maybe in miami that's i don't think he's going away anytime soon i doubt he'll ever play again in the nfl but i i guess i wouldn't be surprised with as talented as he is and tweet number three comes from kyle underscore borg 
Only three wide receivers hit 30-plus percent in targets per route run in 2021. So that means when they run a route, the percentage chance they're going to get targeted on that route. Number three was Devonta Adams at 30.1%. Number two, Cooper Cup, 30.2%. And the number one player with 31.3% targets on routes run last year. Do you have any idea? Was it Brandon Cooks? Ooh, well, we just talked about him. It was Antonio Brown. Really? Yes. Wow. Tom Brady loved him some Antonio Brown last year when he was available. He wasn't always there. Some injuries. That's and then probably what threw me off. Yep. Ran away during the Jet Stadium. Uh-huh. And we never saw him again. But unbelievable. Antonio Brown targeted on 31% of the routes he ran last year. That's, that's real heavy. <laughs> that's Man. how you keep a diva happy. Yeah. I'm throwing you the ball one out of three times you run. Not a quick three, but it's an honorable mention. Just I wanted to see if you saw this. Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, Rodolfo Castro slid into third base the other day, and his cell phone fell out of his back pocket as he was sliding into third. Did you see that? I, I actually did. That that was pretty damn funny. <laughs> but isn't that like somehow against the rules or something? Oh, it's totally against the rules. They're probably going to get in trouble for it because... What, Tipping pitches, yeah, all exactly. that. You're not even supposed to have a cell phone in the dugout, I believe. Right. I mean, you could send him a text message. He has it on vibrate, and that's a fastball. Exactly. It, you know, something like that. Yep. I always thought it was weird that baseball players were allowed to wear jewelry yeah. out there with their big dangling chains and everything. But cell phones, come on. That's uh, that's like Johnny Manziel lighting up a doobie after throwing a touchdown in that fan control league last year. Well, seriously. I mean, they, they still have, like, chaw in, you know? I mean, how... How can they not like go out there smoking a cig? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, uh, Prince Fielder ate those nachos when he tracked down that fly ball. That's right. I forgot about that. That was awesome. Yeah, players get mustard on their shirt in the dugout eating a hot dog. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at our Legacy League next. Draft day coming up August 27th at 3 o'clock. It is right around the corner. Hopefully you've all made plans to be here. Uh, last week, we broke down one of the divisions. Uh, it was actually Kyle's division. We told you who, which team had which keepers. Taking a look at what we thought about each one. This week, we're going to break down Dave's division. And so we'll start with Dave, his two keepers this year. He's got Mitchell from the 49ers for 10 bucks and James Robinson of the Jaguars for a dollar. And not bad keepers, but for Dave McClucky standards, those might be the worst he's had in years. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, they're not the strongest, but they are running backs, and that, that counts for quite a bit. Super low investment running backs. Obviously, you're more excited about Mitchell than you would be Robinson. Sure. But Mitchell's going to probably go for in the 20s if he were this year. Uh, if not 30, Robinson, you're probably getting them 10 or less. Yeah. So, But still, $11 invested into two running backs, one of which will probably be his RB2 or RB3. Not a bad investment. Uh, moving along to Jeff, who has uh, one of the uh, highest investments into his keepers this year. He's got Austin Eckler up there for $70 and Jalen Waddle of the Dolphins for 17 What do you think about Jeff's? I like Eckler. I, I think he'd go for maybe a little bit more this coming year. Uh, maybe ten dollars, fifteen dollars more. Um, Waddle, that that'll be interesting. Um, I th- I think he would go for probably something in the high twenties this year. Um, but you got Tyreek coming in, so how how does that play into it? I think he gets good value here. There are definitely questions. 
Yeah, I have Waddle as a keeper in one of my other leagues, and I'm really excited about him this year. I think Austin Eckler, arguably the third or fourth running back drafted off the board in most leagues. Like you said, he would go for more than $70. So I think uh, even though $87 seems like a lot to have spent walking into the draft, I think it's worth every penny. Next, we got Brian Corpy. He's got two young running backs yet again. His second year of DeAndre Swift, and he's got second year running back Javante Williams uh, for 25. Swift at 18, Williams at 25. Corby's starting off pretty well. Yeah, great values there. I, I mean, those are two guys that I'll be targeting in other leagues. Uh, th- those are guys you want on your team this year. So great keepers by Corby. Corby keeping young running backs. It's like he learned something from us. Yeah, be- finally. Being in that group chat all these years with you and I talking fantasy, you know, we thought he's ignoring the text. Maybe he's taking notes. Taking notes. Finally, Morabito, Josh Palmer. I think his name's Josh for a dollar and Kashawn Vaughn uh, running back on the Buccaneers for a dollar. Super low investments. I probably didn't work out. No, not, not really, but I understand where he was at at the end of last year. I mean, you, you give it a shot, you try, you hope something works out. And if it doesn't, then you end up here. You, you know, you got nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, you know, he, he's going to be in a good spot either way, but I'd throw him back. Both of them. Yeah, you definitely throw him back Vaughn Palmer. Uh, probably throw him back, but that's up to you. Uh, we'll see what he does on draft day. You can throw both back, or you can just keep one, and we'll go from there. And like we said last week, no swaps and no trading of the keepers. All right, moving over to the Coast to Coast Dynasty League. Draft is way back in June on Father's Day, so again, just kind of chugging along until the start of the season. Very minimal movement uh, and even on waiver wires. I did drop Zach Wilson, though, after the news, hoping to pick up uh, Panchero from oh. Kansas City. Hey, everyone keeps talking about him on Twitter. I figured I might as well have have him stashed just in case something blows up because I'm not going to need a backup quarterback until Josh Allen's bye week, especially if Zach Wilson's going to be hurt. No reason to hold on to him. You're holding on to Kenny Pickett. Oh, yeah. Did you draft him? I did not. Oh, okay. I picked him up. Yeah, I got that uh, young stack over there in Pittsburgh. Pickett and George Pickens. Yes, I did notice you have George Pickens. Yep. I was looking to see who had him. Oh, yeah. He, you drafted him. Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, I got him in the second round. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, okay. it, it's Dynasty. you got to play the long game, right? So, I mean, if I want to stack, they're young. Hey, why not? I mean, George Pickens is a really good player, really talented. He can be a knucklehead off the field, which is why he was not a first-round pick in our Dynasty League and in the real league. This is the game we play. It's Dynasty. You know, is he going to be a pick this year in the Legacy League? I don't think so, but... You never know. All right, but speaking of wide receivers, last year we kind of talked about who had the best running back rooms in the Coast to Coast League. So let's go through and kind of talk about who has the best wide receiver cores. There's only one team, in my opinion, that you got to start with, and that's the Chaos Knights. Nick's wide receiver core. He's got Amon Ross St. Brown, DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddell, Juju Smith-Schuster, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Shark, Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson, Sky Moore, Paris Campbell, all youth, all potential. Nick's got it set up for years to come at wide receiver. Yeah, his wide receivers are really strong. And don't forget about his tight ends either. He, he's got Kittle, he's got Hawkinson, and he's got Dallas Godert. I mean, so he's got a lot of really good receivers on his team. We'll see if he uh, plays for the championship or wants that first pick overall again, uh, like it seemed like he wanted this year. i got to give myself a little pat in the back. My wide receiver room is pretty loaded as well mike evans cd lamb dj moore and then obviously the addition of jamar chase this offseason 
puts it over the top, but I also do have Jerry Judy and Devonta Parker and Jahan Dotson for the long haul. Hopefully he's going to pan out there in Washington. Yeah, you've got some really nice young wide receivers. You're, you're set for a few years here. Someone who else we might be surprised to see on this list with some of the trades he's made, giving up a Jamar Chase, but Duncan's wide receiver room is coming along nicely, especially looking ahead to the future, led by Cooper Cup, who we talked about that trade a couple weeks ago. He's got Chris Godwin as well, but listen to the youth he has in that room. Drake London, Traylon Burks, Wandale Robinson uh, from the Giants. He's also got Romeo Dobbs up there in Green Bay, David Bell for Cleveland. He's been taking chances on young wide receivers. It's the way to do it when uh, you're at the position you are, Duncan is. And hopefully they're going to pan out for him for years to come. And finally, the last team, in my opinion, deserving of uh, one of the top wide receiver rooms in the league, it's Team Beers. He's got Tyree Kill. He's got Devonta Smith. He's got Justin Jefferson. He's got Elijah Moore. When you got Jefferson and Hill, you're set. You're going to be in the argument. But then you add in Elijah Moore and Devonta Smith as like your future. He's in good shape. Oh, no, by the way, he's got uh, possibly the number one wide receiver in Tennessee, Robert Woods on his bench. Yeah, and also a, a young Christian Watson uh, who we got this year in the draft. So we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, those Green Bay wide receivers, it's really going to be interesting to see who you hit your wagon to in the draft. You might as well draft one of them because you know Green Bay, they still have the back-to-back MVP at quarterback regardless of if he's looking like Nick Cage or high on mushrooms. <laughs> it's worth having his pass catcher and figuring out which one is going to pan out to be the next Devonta Adams. Yeah, you know he's going to throw it, so you might as well uh, buy a lotto ticket. And now time to move along to the chopping block. Chopping block draft will be the day after the legacy draft, so it's going to be Sunday night, August 28th at 7 o'clock over there on Yahoo, so you can stay home, pull out your phone, and remember, it is an auction draft. You're only drafting 10 players, 20 teams, so just the top 200 will be drafted. We did add one more this past week. Welcome Josh to the league. And he already paid as well, so that's hey, nice. Hey, nice job, Join Josh. The league and he paid. You Good beat me. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's too early. I don't need it. He's like, oh, if I don't pay you now, I won't remember. I'm like, well, fine. Give me the 20 bucks. No yep. big deal. There are six total spots remaining, four of which are kind of in flux uh promised to some people ricky stortz tyler dylan guys who were in it last year you guys better sign up soon after that there's only two spots available i'm not going to be holding spots after next week though I'm, i need to get that thing filled i don't want to be waiting till the day before the draft to try to get spot number 19 and 20 so if you're not signed up by next week i'm gonna be trying to sign somebody else up in your spot there you go so get signed up let's get out last greg it's gonna be great god i hope not I'd never hear the end of it. Yeah, it would suck for you. I mean, Samantha beat me in the championship of a league that she doesn't even want to play in this year. Trophy sits in my bedroom. I see it all the time. I don't even know why it's there. She could care less about it. She hates fantasy football. You should put it in the closet. I should just put it in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but I do want to propose a hypothetical to you. Mm. And we'll say that this is just for the chopping block league. We start seven, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, three flex. You got three on the bench. Hypothetically, if you were to have to add either a kicker or a defensive spot, then we'll go. We're saying uh, defense special teams, not IDP. Yeah. Which would you pick for the chopping block? I would rather have kicker, um, and here's why: because it starts off with 20 teams, and it is really hard to get defenses that can get you positive points. I mean, we 
we've all been there where we've started a defense and it just did not go right that week and they get you a few negative points. And that's in a 10-12 team league. If you open that up to 20, I mean, you're you're going to be starting some bad defenses. I'd much rather have it open to kickers. I can't believe I agree. I was even thinking the other day I would rather have kickers over defenses in the Legacy League. I am amazed. I know. You hate kickers. I hate kickers. I've been kicker-free in fantasy for probably about five years now in like all of my leagues I got to be kicker-free. Yeah, like you said, the defensive matchups are completely random, it seems. Mm-hmm. Last year, the number one defense in the league did not score a touchdown. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys scored at least six touchdowns as a defense. Yep. The best defense in the league is not very relevant in fantasy football. Yeah, it and just doesn't make sense. Exactly. That doesn't make sense. So it's not going to happen. We're not going to add a kicker or defense, not to this this type of league. But if we were, probably add the kicker. All right, our weekend watch. Preseason has started. Over-under, have you watched more or less than 15 minutes of preseason for week one? Under. Under 15 minutes? Yeah, it's been about 10. Oh, okay. So a little bit, though. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I watched some of the Lions. They looked good, opening drive. They did. They and did. second half, we kind of... yeah. Our, our, our starters aren't bad. That's right. You were there. No, we didn't go. Oh, you didn't? No, Mason's uh, potty training, so he's been pantsless most of the week. Oh, gotcha. We thought it'd be best if uh, <laughs> we didn't take him to Ford Field. Yeah, that's that's not how you want to introduce yourself to the Lions. Yeah, we did take him to B-dubs, though, for the game. We oh, went. nice. And he, so he thought he was going to the game. Ooh, Lions game. He's never been to B-dubs before. <laughs> but now he's going to always think going to B-dubs is the Lions game. <laughs> I got him set. He's going to be amazed when he actually goes to a real game. I know. You should have seen him, though. He picked up a chick on the way into the restaurant. Oh, Man. yeah. I couldn't. That was funny. Just like his dad. Hey, I wasn't picking up any chicks. I'm happily married, and I was with my wife's father. So I'm a good boy. Not back in the day, though. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, but I did watch probably more preseason football than I should have. Uh, I was actually intrigued by a couple games. I considered signing up for NFL Plus. Oh. And then I did research and realized it is the biggest waste of money out there right now, so I passed. I wanted to see Malik Willis Yeah. Uh, for the Titans. That was interesting. I wanted to, I was hoping to watch some of him. Yeah, I was a little confused. They were all, you know, praising him over that one big throw that he had, but it it really wasn't that nice of a throw. He he didn't hit the guy in stride. And he was he was wide open. I mean, he just chucked it up, and boom, it was right there. You know, he, he held on to the ball quite a long time, too, which, you know, that's kind of average for, you know, rookie quarterbacks. they they got to get used to the speed. But I, I thought he was getting a little bit more praise than he was than he probably should have been getting. Yeah, I, I do agree, because after hearing about it, they're like, oh, he's going to be the starter by week eight, week nine. He's going to take over, see you, Tannehill. So then I went back and watched some of the highlights, and I'm like, oh, that's – it's a rookie right there. I mean, that's yeah, nothing. that's average. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that did not surprise me, however, week one of the preseason, the Baltimore Ravens won. That's twenty-one preseason games in a row that they've won. That's got to be a record. That's they're the only ones that care about it. Clearly, uh, I'm in Rod Marinelli. Yeah. <laughs> Time for a mock draft. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Last week we picked from the third spot, so this week we're gonna go somewhere much later. Let's go to 12. We'll do the oh, turn this time. Okay. For um, sake of purposes, we're going to stick with our same rosters as the Legacy League quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, three flex, even though this is a snake draft and the Legacy is a auction league. So here we are at the pick 112. 
Right before us went Chase, Cook, Mixon, Chubb. So the top running backs we're looking at, we have Swift, Kamara, Barkley, Jones, or you got Diggs, Adams, Debo, CD at wide receiver, and uh, both top tight ends on the board with Kelsey and Andrews. So we got two picks in a row here. So we have to get at least one running back, if not two here. Um, what are your thoughts? I would be super excited starting the year with Swift and Kamara at running back and building from there. So that that's interesting. So it's Swift, Kamara, Saquon, who we talked about earlier on the show, and then Aaron Jones. Well, what are your thoughts on Aaron Jones? His clock is running out. I think A.J. Dillon's going to get more and more of the work. He already did last year. What about in the passing game? Uh, no, obviously Aaron Jones is the running back to have in the passing game there. But when it comes down to Green Bay in the winter, I think it's going to be Dillon they're leaning on. So I'm not as high on Aaron Jones as I was in years past. All right, then let's roll Swift and Kamara. Back-to-back running backs, that's how I like to start off the draft. We're going to zip all the way ahead to the 312, which would be our next pick. So many players jumping off the board in front of us. Right before us at the 307 was Hill, then Allen, Kyle Pitts, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins. Top running backs we're looking at that we do not need, Elijah Mitchell, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs. And that's exactly why we took two running backs. Yep, and then you're looking at the wide receivers. you got a pair of chargers in Allen and Williams, Michael Pittman Jr. and D.J. Moore. Tight end, Kittle, Waller, Schultz, Goddard. Or if you're looking at the quarterback this early, you got Herbert, Mahomes, Lamar, and Kyler. I would look for guys with upside, as always. Do you think it's too early for Michael Pittman? I was going to say I would lean and take one of the Chargers wide receivers over Michael Pittman. I was actually leaning Keenan Allen. I think he's Mr. Consistency. Michael Pittman does probably have the upside uh, over both Chargers, but at the same time, I think it's uh, the riskier play of the three. Okay. I, I can get on board with Keenan Allen for one of the picks, son. All right. Keenan Allen, get a wide receiver, get set. Right now, I'm I'm trying to decide between quarterback and tight end. Um, I, I think I would wait on wide receiver, and we'll just bulk up in the next two, two picks because I think there's going to be more wide receivers there, um, whereas right now we can get two guys that are – Basically, in your top tiers, we could lock one of those two up. So I would go Kittle or Herbert right here. I, I love quarterback stacks. Yeah, I think since we took Allen, we take the stack and Herbert. Fly right along and see what we can get at the 512 as uh, those quarterbacks jump off the board. There goes Kittle there at the beginning of the fifth round. And here we are at the 512. Right before us went Cooks, Cooper, Judy, Singletary. You still got Darren Waller and Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard hanging out at tight end. Wide receivers, Gabe Davis, Marquise Brown, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney. Running backs, Harris, Penny, Hunt, Edmonds. And we're not worried about the quarterback, but Lamar and Jalen Hurts are sitting there at the top. Really like to get another wide receiver with one of these two picks. Um, I, I kind of like Allen Robinson. I, I like the upside here. I know Gabe Davis is uh, technically higher ranked in this uh, mock draft, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I would I would pass on Davis in, in favor of Marquise Brown or Allen Robinson. Um, I, I mean, Gabe Davis had an awesome playoff run, but it was really just that Kansas City Chiefs game. So do you want Marquise Brown then over Allen Robinson uh, because of the upside, uh, because of the big plays? I mean, Keenan Allen is, is a very consistent sort of receiver um so you know you kind of you, you don't necessarily want everybody very consistent you, you want some players that you know can really go off and win you a week yeah and i think marquise brown paired with his former college quarterback and one of his best friends in kyler they're gonna do big things there in arizona 
And uh, Allen Robinson, I mean, he's still second fiddle to Cooper Cup. Now, obviously, Marquise Brown could be second fiddle when Hopkins comes back later in the year, but for those first six weeks, he already has that chemistry with Kyler. That's who I'd lean with in the first one. Okay, yeah, let's go with him. And then I, I really wouldn't hate going with another running back here. Is there anybody on here who you like? Eh, there's not really anybody here. Damian Harris, Rashad Penny, Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard. All good players with upside, but we're in the sixth round here, and it's I, I feel like it's still a little bit early for some of those guys. Thoughts? I would not take Damian Harris right now. I don't trust the backfield in New England. Or Matt Patricia as the offensive play caller. That's an absolute Honestly, joke. that that's more of it right there. Uh, Rashad Penny, there's still question marks on an injury and whether how much he's going to play with Kenneth Walker. Kareem Hunt wants to get traded. I mean, I, I would like him, but I think it's a little early. The one I like the most is Chase Edmonds, and I think there's an outside chance he's still there when it gets back to us uh, at the end of the seventh round, but, I mean, that might be wishful thinking. All right, so are we in the tight end market then? I think we go Darren Waller or your boy Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I, I think I'd lean toward Waller here. We are taking the Vegas Raider and Waller, and we'll fly ahead to the end of the seventh round. Yeah. At running back, we still have Hunt, Edmonds, Ramon Stevens, Melvin Gordon, Elijah Moore, Juju, Lockett, Smith at wide receiver, uh, Goddard, Hawkinson, Ertz, Knox at tight end. For one, I'm glad to see Chase Edmonds is still there hanging out. And yep. two, there's a few wide receivers. Um, I would definitely want to leave with one of these four at this spot. Yes, I, I would agree. Um, for the wide receivers, I would lean toward Juju. I, I want to get in on that KC offense. So we're going to take Juju at the 7-12, and we talked about Chase Edmonds last time, so we'll get him at the 8-1 and fly ahead to the 9-12 and see what we can do to fill up this roster. Top running backs available, Ronald Jones, Kenneth Gainwell, Raheem Mostert, Jamal Williams. Wide receivers, Robert Woods, Kadarius Tony, Chase Claypool, Chris Olave. A lot of promise there. Yeah. Uh, tight ends, we well, we still got Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson, Zach Ertz, and Knox. Uh, Hawkinson hanging out at that 9-10 turn kind of makes me regret Waller a bit. Uh, I don't see Hawkinson being too far off from Waller. I mean, definitely a, a tier, but... Yeah. A couple rounds later, that, that tier might be worth it. Yeah, we might have gone a little too early on Waller. Yeah. Wide receiver, I think, has the most promise. Yeah, potential wide receiver one in Woods. I think Tony's going to make a huge leap in year number two. Chase Claypool, I'm not as excited about. Uh, you you but, know, I, I'm excited for him because he has a quarterback who can throw it down the field. I mean, he hasn't had that the last few years. So I, I think there is upside there, but it, if we really wanted him, he might be there at the next go-around. True. Um, so I, I'm with you with Kadarius Tony and Robert Woods. I'd be happy with one or even both of them, to be honest with you. Let's try it. We'll take Tony and Woods at the 9-10 turn, moving, jumping way ahead to the end of the 11th round, and we'll see who's available there at the 11-12. Chase Claypool went at the end of the 10th, so he is not available. Uh, Chris Olave is still there at the wide receiver, but I think we're pretty much set at the wide receiver spot. Yeah. Running backs, Marlon Mack, Mark Ingram, Deonta Foreman, Daryl Williams. Gross. Uh, tight ends, Hunter Henry, Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon, Noah Fant. And if we were interested in a backup quarterback, he's still got Rodgers, Cousins, Carr, and Fields. We probably need a running back. I believe we only have three on the roster. Really? And I don't think that's enough for me. No, definitely not. So we need a running back, probably one if not two here, ugh. which yeah, ugh, is right because there's not a lot of options. There's nothing good here. 
we might just end up being running back light again. If anything, Noah, I wouldn't mind taking the Marlon Mack flyer. See what see what he does in Houston. That that backfield is still yet to shake itself out. He could be a starter, or I wouldn't mind taking Chris Olave, the rookie, deep threat for the Saints. Uh, we we got to go with a running back here on one of them. I I don't like any of them. So if you like Marlon Mack, I I can I can buy that. It, it sucks, but we're gonna do it. Marlon Mack, and then with the pick twelve oh one, our second to last pick here. I'm taking the rookie Chris Olave. I like it. Got a chance to be Jameis Williams' favorite deep threat. So we got last pick of the draft, the 13th round, the 13-12, Mr. Irrelevant. Still on the board, Derek Carr, Justin Fields, Tua, Boston Scott, Chuba Hubbard, Damian Williams. Wide receivers, Parker Boyd, Galladay, Myers. Tight ends, Hunter, Komet, Tanyan, Fant. Yeah, I kind of like Devontae Parker here. Yeah, same. One guy who I don't think I'll have any shares of in any of my drafts, and we'll probably talk about this next week when we do wide receiver rankings. I dropped Kenny Galladay so far these last he, week. I, I can't draft him. You can't. There's no. no point to. I mean, he's a name. Yeah, That's it at this and point. the name was only because we're from Detroit, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right, well, that is our team. We got an 84. That's a B. I think that's better than last week. Our team shakes out to be Herbert, Swift, and Kamara. We got Keenan Allen, Marquise Brown, and Juju. Darren Waller at tight end. On the bench, Chase Edmonds and Marla Mack at running back. Kind of thin there. Wide receivers, Robert Woods, Kadarius Toney, Chris Olave, Devontae Parker. Very deep at wide receiver. And we didn't take a defense, but that's okay. Uh, We'll figure it out week one. Yeah, and I I know you like your running backs, um, but we got to remember you're only required to start one running back in this league. Um, So they are more consistent. You normally get you know what what you think you're going to get out of them um but having a lot of good wide receivers ain't a bad thing it'd feel better in a full point ppr assuming we would, this would be for a half point ppr like the legacy league but. yes but that being said our our two running backs that we took high are both receiving running backs you, you know Very they, true. they catch their passes so that's that's another small plus to this draft yeah we would just have to hope swift stays healthy and kamara stays out of trouble that's right All right, that is the mock draft, and that pretty much wraps up our show this week. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. Getting closer and closer to the start of the 2022 NFL season and even closer to the 2022 Legacy League auction draft. Do we need to live stream that? Think our friends in Germany would watch the draft live? I I think we need to give them a chance to do that. We might need to. I don't know the time difference, but... uh, Um, I think it's five or six hours. Okay, that's perfect then. We'll draft in the middle of the afternoon. That'll be Saturday night primetime viewing for our our friends in Germany. All right, thank you guys for listening to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. Make sure you check out thefantasygiant.com and follow Greg on Twitter where I believe you changed your name. I did. Now it's like legible? Yes, it's actually like a legitimate Twitter type name and not just uh, some letters and a very long string of numbers. El Scorcho 760. And you're rocking the El Scorcho shirt today, so That's that makes right. sense. El Scorcho 760. Thank you guys again for listening. See you next week on your favorite f- podcast platform. See ya.